You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 49 of the God-Centered Mom podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope y'all are getting some time away with family and friends and good food and maybe even a movie or two. In honor of Thanksgiving break, I thought we would have another Family Movie Moms episode. So I'm here chatting with Amanda White from oamanda.com. She saw an early release of Mockingjay, which is now in theaters. So if you're thinking of going to go see that with your older kids or um, for a date night, uh, you will enjoy that conversation. And it may help you if your kids are borderline, maybe in the preteen years, trying to figure out if this is something you should take them to go see. Uh, I will be chatting about Big Hero 6, a movie that I've already written a movie discussion guide on. It's been in the theaters for a couple weeks, but maybe you're finally going to get a chance to go take your kids to see it. Um, the movie discussion guide gives more of, uh, conversations you can have in this episode. I'll just kind of share more details about the movie to give you insight onto whether it is too intense for your kids or just right, or maybe something you need to wait to get on DVD. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoy the show. Here we go. Hey, Amanda. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm great. So good to be back. I know. Right? I just yeah. like, I like this. I like talking about movies with you so much. I do too. It just gets me all excited. Like once we said we're doing it, I was like, yeah, we're doing it again. I know. Me too. I'm like thinking about it in the car when I'm driving. Like what exactly do I want to talk about? Yeah. So fun. Yeah. And and the sad part, the reason we haven't been here is that you and I haven't really been seeing movies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So goes by how our schedules go and if we have money to go to the theater, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, and um, we've seen a lot, like our church library has mm-hmm. a lot of movies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so when I'm teaching um, preschool, with, I'll take one of my boys with me, and it's like their time to help me out. And then we'll, and in between, we'll go to the library, and they'll pick out a movie. Cool. So we've seen a lot of classics lately. Yes, that's the same with us. Um, my son was sick a couple weeks ago, and so they had watched so much TV yeah. And like, I can't even probably them. They probably watched as much TV that one week as they have seen the last three months. <laughs> I just can't even so we watched a lot of movies. Okay. So what, like, just to give people a couple ideas, what are some good ones you guys saw? This is totally on the this, spot. Yeah. This is, I mean, we're just talking like old Disney movies. They watched yeah. Lady in the Tramp. They yeah. swear they've never seen that movie, which is not true, but <laughs> Lady in the Tramp and um, Peter Pan. Yeah. And. I feel like we watched Beauty and the Beast. That wasn't when he was sick, though, but we watched Beauty and the Beast because they don't remember watching Beauty and the Beast. I mean, they know the story and they've been to Disney World, but they don't remember seeing the movie because we don't like just like watch movies like for fun in the middle of the day. Like we sit down and watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that's not like a 
anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, that's just that's how you guys roll. It's like yeah. an event when you sit down. It's yes. like, yeah, it's not just on all the time on. Yeah, got it. Right. And I, I mean, I'm all about Beauty and the Beast. I, I love that movie. There's so many good things to talk about in that one, too. But. Yeah. Okay, so my boys lately, because we've pretty much gone through the whole library of the church, um, mm-hmm. is these like real movies, like real okay. people. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a PG, so mm-hmm. you got to have older kids. But um, Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, my stars get it. Like I for real. To. Like for real, for real. I mean, Have so you read the funny. book? I, I have, but we have – have I read it with the boys? I don't think I've read the book with the boys yet. But, yeah, I mean, it's Steve Martin version. It's not yeah. matching the no, book at new, all. Right. Not at all. But it oh, really okay. is promoting, like, marriage and, like, teamwork and family and, ugh, oh, it's so good. good. It's so good. good. I want to see that. And then we watched Absent Minded Professor, like the old oh, one. We that's what the- I've been wanting the kids to see, some of those old Disney movies. Yes. Like- so good. I need to get that one. Not the not the flubber, the new one with Robin Williams. Right. The old, right. old one? Yeah. I'm like, why can't we make these more? Like, so great. Because they love them, right? Oh, they just totally were dying laughing with the basketball team and the flubber yes. on the shoes. And, yes. oh, my start. It such a great movie. Um, yeah, we what was there was one more, but anyway, those two big hits around our house lately. So, Fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but new movie wise, yes. you and I both have actually been to theaters. Unbelievable. In the last week, and um, I I kind of wrote about mine already on the blog, but we oh good, I haven't read it, it yet. Okay, well, we can talk about it more. I, I don't mind. Um, I like to talk clearly. Clearly. <laughs> so, and you just went last night. Yes, I got to see the pre-release of the new Hunger Games movie, Mockingjay. Awesome. And it was apparently like a super big deal to go to this release because they would not even let us bring a guest. It was just you by yourself going to the movies. Really? But I had one of my other friends who is a blogger in Atlanta, and so we both went together. But it was just one person allowed. When does it come out? I think it comes out on Thursday. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah. No, like this week? I think so. Awesome. All right. Yeah, I really paid attention to all that, but I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I need to have this go live Friday morning so people can. Oh like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. The, for so the like the, the guys sitting in front of us, you could tell like this is what they did for a living. Like they had like notepads out, and they're yeah. all like, the "Last time we went to a review, blah blah blah, or screening, whatever they called it." And they're just like older men by themselves in there. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. I'm trying to keep strap on them because I want to know like, this is really what you do? Like for a job? But, I mean, yeah. I guess it's kind of what we're doing. Really, but, but can you imagine if that it. was like your job and you had to mm-hmm. walk, go through so much? You'd, you'd see so many horrible movies. Would it be worth it? I don't know. I, don't I guess know. it's like a food critic. Yeah, you know. I mean, you but just... it doesn't take two hours to track something <laughs> to eat. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I just think that would be yeah. really hard to be a movie reviewer all the time. You really have to love it. You know yeah, to do. You know how to break it down pretty fast. That's yeah. true. And That's what true. is it rated? You told, um, oh wait, you told me. Hmm, I'm I, I'm assuming it's PG thirteen. I honestly did not. You told me. You know. told me PG thirteen. So maybe I think that's right. I'll I'll look it up right now. But I'm looking it up right now too. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> okay, overall, overall, yes, PG thirteen. Overall, I mean, how many I like stars? It. Okay. Okay, so well, let's just go back. Let's just you know, I read the books. Yeah. And I read them, and I'm a grown up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I know that they're a young adult. I actually went on Scholastic today to see what their age group was for it. And it says 12 to 14. So I'm thinking 12 to 14 is like 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Does that seem right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that age, kids. So, like, I mean, 
I'm not really there as far as knowing if your kids should see it or not because I don't yeah. have kids that age. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not going to let my kids see it because they're five. I don't even know how old my kids are. Six, <laughs> eight, nine. I can't remember because I feel like there's no way my kids can be that old. So, like, I can only remember. Right. When there. you say 12, I'm like, oh, that sounds so old. But then I'm like, that's only three years off from my right. oldest. So right. I think we're almost there. But even then, I got good advice. Like, to, instead of picking entertainment for your oldest – you should try your best to go for like the younger kids yeah, and just kind of well, keep him I, at that level. But uh, my friend Jill, you know, from just Jilly, she said that she doesn't let her kids watch things that are about um, kid, uh, kids that are older than them. Yeah. So that was my sister. Oh, my like sister did that. And yeah. There's, yeah. Or, yeah. So like clearly, Oh, if did you, you tell me that? I told you that. I feel like Jill told me that. It wasn't Jill. Oh, no, I know. I know what Jill said. She, her kids don't can't watch anything that's a real person. Oh, <laughs> really? Cartoons. I mean, now they're a little bit older, but I remember her saying like they would be flipping the channels and they'd be like, "It's a real person. Turn the channel. There's a real person. Turn the channel. <laughs> it's a real person. Turn the channel." Not to watch cartoons. Okay, but tell her that the absent-minded professor is okay. Yeah, okay, that's okay. That's uh, okay. Yeah, no, my my sister wouldn't let them watch Disney. Yeah. Oh, shows see. where like the kids were older than them. Yes, of course. It's such wisdom. I should have known it came from you. It was my sister. <laughs> Way to go, Andrea. Way to go, Andrea. Yeah. I yeah, right. I think that makes sense. Especially these kids in, in Hunger Games are high school. Yeah. yeah. Well I looked that up too. So she's like sixteen in that first book. Okay, so I like the books and I you know, of course they're about if you don't know, they're about kids killing kids and these people have to get into this arena and kill each other. Um, and one person wins and they have to, like they get picked and they have to do it. Um, and it's like this whole dystopian thing where the capital is, you know, keeping all the districts, um, which would be like a state or whatever, keeping them all under control and they keep them under control with these hunger games where they get food if they win and all this stuff. So when it's kind of like each district is responsible for something that contributes to the overall community, but the capital is kind of like the hot pajamas like they just kind of dictate everything they just get all the good stuff from all they get all the great stuff they're the like the americas they are definitely like the like literally okay get this i'm at the gym i'm at a lifetime in houston and Uh i'm watching a clip that's like from their local news and these people were like literally dressed like they were at the Capitol, and it wasn't supposed to be. Like, what? they weren't supposed to look like the Hunger Games people. But they had, like, the the fake eyelash stuff and the crazy clothes. And they were just like, that's how they just dressed. And I was oh, like, oh, my goodness, we are this the Capitol. This is, I know. Yeah. Well, I, right yeah. before I um, got on with you, I was looking up um, a blog post by Amy J. Bennett. Okay. And you could, maybe we can link to it. Yeah. But it's yeah. after she saw the first movie, and she had read the books, too. She said... You know, we are, that's exactly what her post was. We are the capital. Like we are into the self-indulgence and, oh yeah, we hear about bad things that are happening in Africa or even in our downtown areas. And we wish that we were Katniss and we think that we're Katniss, the main character, but really we're just the capital, just gorging ourselves on clothes and stuff and, you know, needing everything for ourselves. Anyway, it's a good post. Well, the the ones, is the scene, that was in the last movie where they, the scene where they take the, pill or they drink that little drink so mm-hmm. that they vomit so that they can eat more or food at a party yeah that so was like to me i was like oh my goodness that's us yeah it is yeah. totally us yeah and that, yeah. that's the interesting part of these books i mean if you're listening to this and you are wondering if you should see the third one <laughs> clearly you're i mean you know there's two other ones so you've probably already seen them if you're if you're Even, interested yeah. in this but 
all of the book, all of the books and all of the movies have that same theme of like, who are you? And are you so selfish that you could be this huge, um, what is it called? Like caricature that these capital people are playing, but really and truly, I feel like, man, that is where we're headed. And that is kind of who you are. Not, I don't mean to say who you are on the inside, but as a, um, just being a simple person, that is what our our flesh wants, you know, yeah. just comfort, more. convenience, all that yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Instant gratification all the time. And do you, and this is like kind of one of the main things I got from this Mockingjay movie was like, are you willing to be the, person, like Katniss and all this rebellion going up against the Capitol? Are, are, I mean, are you willing to be that person? Are you willing to literally die for what you believe and literally die to protect people, to save people, to mm. not be the gross person. Mm-hmm. At one point in the movie, they want her to be the, you know, like the face of the rebellion. And they're like, she's a terrible actress. <laughs> they're like, she's a terrible actress. She can't just like stand up there and talk. She needs to be able to like go out there and see what's happening. And then she can just respond to it. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, what if she gets hurt? What if she gets killed? And she speaks up and she goes, get it on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Be- yeah. Because her point is, I don't care about your silly commercials that you're making me my point is i want to do something and i want to do it um right and i want to help people and if it takes me dying then that's what it takes yeah um so are we willing to be that kind of person or rather if you're having a conversation with your older kid about it you know what is the thing that you would do that for what is the thing you would die for really and truly put yourself in katniss's shoes and what would you do yeah 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 I think it's an interesting conversation. No, no, that's really, it really is, especially in light of, um, I've been talking to um, a gal, Liz Griffin, about millennials and just you yeah. know, a lot of things that go on in that whole generation. And there really are um, a lot of young Christians or just even young people who are willing to do big things. They want to do big things, right? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they have this sense of, but how are we directing them and appropriately? I mean, I think that's a good com- to ask them. Like, what would you die for? What What is big right. enough to sacrifice? Well, and I, I feel like. Would you like, sacrifice a latte? <laughs> Could you sacrifice a latte? Well, but that's, that's true, though. I and, mean, exactly. And, and, do we, and, and is that our life where, like, is that as far as our kids can go? Yeah. Like, can they only go to, <laughs> I'll give up a latte or I'll give up one hour of TV? Up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you give would you give up your Christmas present? Would you give up I've never been able to convince my kids. I've never really pushed it too far. Would you ever give up um birthday presents mm-hmm. to give to someone else? Yeah. I mean, I, I slight I don't want to like screw them up, so I like I I kind of like might bring it up, but it's really hard for myself. Would I sacrifice some my time? Yeah. A workout. Would I sacrifice a workout to go meet with um, a refugee. Right. I know. And like you think, oh, well, I'm doing all these important stuff online or I do all this great stuff with the PTA or wh- whatever yeah. it is that you do. Yeah. But is there something else? I'm not saying everyone should be doing that stuff. It's just no, no, whatever's God's pressing you. And that's, yes. that, that's what it is. Like asking them, what is God pressing in on you that he's calling you to something bigger than yourself and that's going to cause some discomfort? Right. You know? I was talking to when we left the theater last night. I was talking to Stacy, and I said, "I remember um, back like when all the school shootings were happening and were such a big thing. Like right after Columbine, I was reading an article by this mom. She was talking about her kid who was probably like you know middle school type age. And he said, just like they're randomly talking, and he goes, "Hey mom, when I die, I want you to make sure to put this song, so and so, whatever popular song, 
at my funeral. And it was, the song was like all about like being a light or like doing your best for the Lord. Or I can't remember what it mm. was exactly. And she was like, it, it felt creepy that her son had that conversation with her, mm. but she lo- also loved it at the same time that he is thinking to himself, I, I would be the one to stand up in that Bible study and say over my dead body, you know, yeah. and I'd be the one that'd be willing to stand up for my faith, even if it meant death. And yeah. so she was really impressed with that. And yeah. that that's, that is the kind of attitude we want to have. We want our kids to have. Yeah. So you're saying kids, we talked yeah. about our kids. We talked about what the book <laughs> is targeted towards and yeah. we said it's PG 13. So what age kid would you recommend should see this? You know, this is really hard for me because I, I actually went on Facebook today on my personal Facebook page and just said, "Hey, if you've seen, if your kids have seen the game, the Hunger Games, or um, read the books, how old are they? Like, don't start a conversation. Just this isn't a controversy. I'm taking a poll. It. It's a poll. Yes, it's a Go poll. to this survey monkey. Just um, out. and the youngest was eight. One of the eight, an eight year old had seen it, and then the then it was more like you know middle school type age, fifth, sixth, seventh. But like, I work with middle schoolers um, on Sunday mornings. A lot of them help me in the preschool department." And I know that they, most of them have seen the movies or read the books and Divergent, that whole series too, which I think is a little worse than Hunger Games. Um, And, and it it really surprised me that they had seen that. And I felt like, whoa, fifth grade. I remember when I was in fifth grade, like I was reading like Babysitter's Club. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, go Babysitter's Club. Yes. Yes. Preach. (laughs) And stuff like that. So I, I mean, I guess here's, Okay. The first thing was, let's just go through the different things. There was no sexuality in it whatsoever. She was not even, I mean, she was dressed almost to the point of like, you have way too many clothes on. (laughs) She did not look cute at all, ever. Yeah. I mean, she had like a jumpsuit on and like high-waisted pants. And the first scene, she is like in a, I don't know, like a um, hospital gown, but she's got leggings on with it. I mean, she's covered from ankle to like collarbone the entire movie. And even when she has her awesome outfit on, it's still not like. X-Men where it's like painted on like she just looked cool and it had all kinds of layers and stuff so I was really impressed with that because they could have sexied her up yeah they kept Uh, her pretty modest I thought so yeah and then I don't think there was one cuss word in it at one point one of the guys says horse manure he literally says horse manure or okay and I was like horse manure did he just say horse manure (laughs) that's so weird who says that yeah um and uh and then there was one kiss in it. And if you know the, the book, then you'll know what this kiss is. Yeah. But it was so not sexy and it was so not interesting. And it was a, it was a bummer, actually. Mm. So they could have sexied that up a little bit and they totally did not. So in, in those three areas, I mean, that, that was great, I thought. Yeah. Um, and then... But it is very violent. I mean, people are getting shot. People are dying. It's a rebellion, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's very sad. It's very dark. And when you because read, just the is it the and, whole book or is it just the first half? It's the first half. Oh my gosh! And that's probably why it's also so yeah yeah so bad because there's no ending. That's there's no great. redemption. Of course, of course, if you know the story, then you know. I don't want to say the whole ending, but. Um, so I don't know. I just I can't put an age on it. I I just struggle with this because young adult books are so popular. Yeah. Uh, and so many adults are reading them and so clearly they're better than rated R, you know, really per, uh, you know, lots of pervasive sexuality or language or something. There's none of that in it because it's about a 16-year-old. But right. at the same time, if 12-year-olds are reading about 
a girl falling in love with two different guys and, you know, making out with them and then killing someone. Like, that's not the thing that I want my 12 year old, you know, reading about and meditating on. So, right. um, yeah. I, th- I think if, if, if you are like that fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade kid, mm-hmm. that, you, this should be with anyone, but you, you've got to be reading that stuff beforehand or seeing it before them. I just don't think it's appropriate to just be like, okay, if your kid, your friends are seeing it, let's go see it. I mean, yeah. I just, and it's not that it's like so evil. I'm not saying there was anything evil in it, but it's just too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's good, like, um, for parents who have maybe heard of Hunger Games, but the in general Christian response is, oh, that's the movie about kids killing kids. Right. For them to know that it progresses from there, that that's really the first one and the second one, they kind of go back and it get, kind of expands beyond kids to like even older people. And then, um, and then it gets even bigger to like a, a war. A it's yeah. a and war. That's what, that's yeah. definitely what this movie is about. So, so, that, so that they get that, okay, don't just get so caught up and it's, it's a movie about kids killing killing kids yeah that you stop researching the movie like sometimes christians i think we get like a blanket statement oh that's that movie that and we have our line right and then we like just shut it down yeah and so we aren't educated on the movie and so then we can't even engage in conversation and we don't really have our kids be knowledgeable about the movie so that when they're in public school or out and about with their friends they can like have a educated response on why they're maybe not seeing it or why they've chosen not, you know, I think that don't just shut it down. Right. Well, at the same time, like be wise on, um, protecting the innocence of your child. Like, do they need to be dwelling on a war? Would you take them to a war movie? If you wouldn't, then you probably shouldn't take them to this one. That's exactly it. And so like my daughter is very sensitive about, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fighting. And just, she's very sensitive about that. And so, um, I, I said, like, I'm going to hunger games tonight with Stacy and she said, Oh, my friend so-and-so had seen that. And she's like, I said, she's in third grade. Yeah. And I was like, uh, he saw that movie. Yeah. And I said, I, I don't think that's really appropriate. And I, I told her very, very briefly, like in one sentence, what it was about. Yeah. And she, she was like, I do not, you know, like that yeah. was nothing inside of her that wanted to see that. And that's because I have worked hard at keeping her little, and yeah. I just feel like that's what we need to do. Um, so, so hard. Keeping them little is hard. Yeah. Um, and they and they might miss out on things, but I think it's just so much, it's it's worth it. They can carry, they can't carry as much as we think they can. Yeah. We don't want them to carry as much as they think they want to or that the world thinks they want to. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think what my passion has become as we've done this is to help moms or dads if they're listening know about these things mm-hmm. so they can talk to their kids yeah. so that it can be an open dialogue about our culture yes through the filter of of whatever your family values are mm-hmm. so have your family value statement we are for life we are for good we are for lights we are for sacrifice unfortunately we are not for exposing ourselves to constant violence we are not going to dwell on you know Right. These things. And we are choosing this and not just like, okay, we're going to have this bubble and, oh, that's that movie about kids killing kids. We're out. You know, like, let's not like create this bubble so it's not teaching and training your kids to be thinkers. Right. In a world. We don't have to be in the world, but we can be thinkers in the world. And right. um, 
So I think it's helpful that you went and saw the movie for us, Miss Amanda. Yeah, yeah it was good. And um, there was still, you know, there was lots of conversation about, uh, you know, there's like the sacrificial love. and Yeah, of, tell us about that. Main, oh, you well, kind of were talking about it a little bit. But. Just the main, you know, there's like a little triangle here of Katniss and the two guys, Peta and Gail. And um, the one guy, Gail, he he finally realizes that she, she loves Peta. And so he, he's willing to do whatever it is that she needs to get back, to get Peta back, to save him and do whatever. And so he, he puts himself in harm's way mm. to do so. And she recognizes that. And then I also like that it was a very slow thing for her, realizing that she was in love with him, mm-hmm. with Peta, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like, oh, he's so hot or whatever. She's in love right. with him where she can't decide, oh, what should I do? Like there's just none of that silly girl mm-hmm. falling in love thing. It was a very slow realizing you know, he's the one that I need to be with or that, you know, I care. Everything is about me helping him and realizing that that was her loving him. So I well, just, and, and I her recognizing that. how he had loved her. Yes. Right? In the yes, same sacrificial absolutely. way. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, there's so many, if, if you are a mom or a dad of a, of a, someone that has seen this, the conversations you can have are endless uh, as far as the sacrificial love and about, are you, you know, what, what do you, what do you stand for enough to die? And so there's a lot of good conversations that way, but you know, there's also lots of violence and, and all that too. So, and it was sad. I mean, it was depressing. Like you didn't leave happy. It was, ugh, oof, you yeah. Know? Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a trend now in Hollywood is to hold off on the last movie and divide it up into two parts. Why? Why? Why are they doing I, that to I me? Think, I have to wait for a whole year to well, see. But I, but I think it, it, it does disrupt what I kind of say about all Hollywood movies is that if you really look at them, they can have a redemptive story. Yeah. If you And you can compare it to the gospel's redemption story. Yeah. But if you break it up, you lose that, that oh, arc. But we keep doing that to movies. We keep losing it. It's called I Need More Money out yeah. of this franchise. There's but, only three books. Well, we're going to make it four movies. Yeah, <laughs> with The Hobbit. They even did it with, you know, that wasn't a th- trilogy, but they did it with The Hobbit. And <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, we're kind of losing the whole redemptive story. It's kind of like if we stop and only read the New Testament. Yeah. Like I'm studying Exodus right now with BSF and like it is literally bringing so much goodness out of the New Testament, out of Hebrews and out of like so much that Christ fulfilled. It is magnified. The story is magnified when I look at the whole thing and not just break up the Bible into two books and only read one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we miss out on the whole redemptive story. So that is it's interesting that you left feeling It'd be like stopping and reading Old Testament and being like, that's it? (laughs) What was that about? (laughs) It was. I mean, that's – Yeah. It's – yeah, it's not a good ending. And if you know the book, then you know – I mean, and I saw it coming. I'm like, okay, we have been in here for a long time now, and this has not happened yet, and they are going to end on that, and I am not going to make it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So – but overall, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, The one thing that I said that – told Stacey, I said, and I'm also in my review, I am going to say that her hair got on my nerves because <laughs> it was so perfect. And it was oh. like, she's out in this nasty, sweaty, gross place. And then her hair is perfect all the time. And she never touches it, never moves it, gets on my nerves. Yeah, they needed you. I said my hair set. would look like Hamish. I would be like <laughs> the guy with the scraggly Which is beard. a character in the movie <laughs> who is an alcoholic, right? <laughs> That's what my hair would look like. <laughs> Oh, my word. (laughs) Oh, my heavens, Betsy. Well, thank you. Thank you for that 
insight. Well, I don't know. I hope that's helpful. I I'd like to. I think I it's helpful. It I think I thought it, it was good. I think I think you really have to weigh on these kind of books. Just because they're young adult does not mean that your kids should be focusing on them. You know, yeah. that's good wisdom. I think it's but, good. Yeah, but I want to hear about your movie. Oh, it's totally not like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw Big Hero Six. Yay! Because I got invited to the pre, uh, you know, the pre screening, and I couldn't go that day, and I was like, "Dude, I missed it." And can I have to tell you? Yeah, I went a, I went a second time. Did you? Oh, <laughs> so it was so good. Yeah, and my husband was on a camp out with our second son, and I was like, I had all the boys, and it was freezing cold and raining, and I was like, let's just go again. And that was awesome. that was like the I was like their biggest hero hero get it see what i did there yes i see that um so there's a lot i don't want to there's a lot that i could spoil Mm -hmm. if i tell you too much of the actual storyline okay but um high points i would say um as far as age group Mm -hmm. it is um pg yeah but i think for the same kind of reasons you were talking about there's nothing sexual at all in this movie there's no Mm -hmm. kissing there's no couples that like each other um, there's one girl who's super, super skinny, like, uh, who's one of the college students mm-hmm. in the movie, but she's just sweet and cute and she's not sexy. I mean, she's just right. cute. Um, so there's none of that. And there's, uh, really no cuss words that I remember. They use the word nerd a lot, mm-hmm. but they kind of redeemed that even in the movie that all the kids mm-hmm. that are nerds and like robots, um, are super cool right. in their own right. So, but my my nine year old has been saying nerd lately, and I'm like, okay, yes. dude, that's kind of still a name. It's kind of yeah. still labeling people, and we are more than just a, a label. And so, let's not. Yeah, those imitative phrases you don't yeah. realize, especially when you have boys. I remember when we saw Despicable Me. Yeah, I, Asa oh, was not old enough to see it. He he wasn't even with us for some reason, and so it just went with me and my husband and Lydia, and she is a little girl, and she was probably like six or something. And she did not pick up on any of that stuff. She would, she didn't do it. But now having a little boy who is six mm-hmm. years old, I don't think I would let him see it because of the things that he would be repeating over yeah. and over again. Because he's like a parrot. He can remember everything. Yeah. And yeah. all the little silly things, he would be saying them. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's, are important. so there's those PG movies that are out there, right? <clears throat> that have all like the silly trash humor and like right. fart jokes and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. this isn't one of those movies. Mm-hmm. But the very o- first opening scene, when it started, I was like, what did I just bring my kids to? Oh, no. Yeah, because um, basically the whole movie takes place in San Francisco. How creative oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. San Francisco. And it does focus, give a good light to Asian culture, kind of, mm-hmm. so, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this kid, Hero, which is mm-hmm. spelled with an I H I R O. Oh, yeah, like um, from Heroes, the TV show. Did yes. You see that? Yes, and Hiro, um, he's he's you know his last name. It's he's Japanese. Yeah. So, um, he, it's basically like a bot fight, a robot fight. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And so it's in this kind of like dark place, and there's all these people like gambling, and um, they're all adults, kind of quote unquote cartoon adults. Yeah. And there's this giant guy who's like just destroys this girl who's sitting there. Her bot gets totally destroyed by his bot. And he's like, yeah, everyone's cheering him on. And then Hero comes on the scene and he's like, you know, this cowering little kid. He's like, can I, can I, I'll go. Cause everyone mm-hmm. else is like, no, I don't want to fight. It's going to totally destroy my robot. Right. And Hero's like, I'll go. And he, he's holding up his robot. And it looks like nothing. Like it looks like 
it's like hand painted face on it. It's like so like horrible. And you're like, this kid's going to get eaten alive. And so he goes in, he puts his money in the little pot, which I'm like, okay, so there's gambling. So we had to talk about gambling. Right. Right? And so then, but he gets down there and like, um, just his robot gets like split into three pieces immediately. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and they're like, get out of here, kid. And he's like, well, that was my first time. Can I try again? And so he's like, I've got more money. And he pulls out this huge roll of money and puts <laughs> it in there. And then he his robot comes to life. Like the, uh, the face spins. It turns into like this evil red face. And he just right. like destroys the guy's robot. Yeah. And so he was playing. He, he hustled him. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, of course, a very big, wealthy, you know, bot matcher is not going to let a little kid come in. And <laughs> so they like come after him which is a little scary you know yeah. that could be scary for a kid one the big people coming after you and they take the robot yeah but here's what i love this movie has a big brother and the oh. big brother shows up on the motorcycle and like swoops in and picks him up and like he's like what are you doing you graduated high school at 13 and this is what you're doing with your life like right. i guess he's this pro- prodigy right um and you know gets his robot back and they get home and he's like looking up the next bot fight to go to. And his brother's like, are you serious? You're going to another one. Isn't this illegal? He's like, it's only illegal to bet on it. Anyway, I'm giving you the whole movie. Yeah. But <laughs> all that to say that first scene was kind of like a little intense. Like, I think as a kid, you could be scared. Right. But there's a lot of good stuff in the rest of it. A lot of like great brotherly love. Um, the whole use your gift for good, not evil right. is right. repeated over and over throughout the whole movie. Even the bad guy, mm-hmm. it's like he's using his genius for evil. Right. And even, you know, there is a sad part that's total spoiler. There's death in it. Right. First of all, Hero's parents, from the get-go, you know, he doesn't have parents. He lives with his right. aunt. But then he he loses um, his brother. So mm-hmm. if your kids are scared of fire. yeah. You know, like for Lydia, like yeah. that could cause anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. like my my oldest son, he was scared, you know, and even yeah. my boys like were like, okay, I'm going to tell all my friends never go into a fire. Like, don't <laughs> ever do that. <laughs> like, okay. And even, my, you know, my littlest one was like, mommy, no go in the fire. And I was like, I will not go in the fire. <laughs> so I think, you know, that like any Disney movie, they they're going to have <laughs> Bambi yeah. and all that. And they always. Yeah you know, take advantage of poor children and their, you know, most, their family is most important to children. And instead of going after the mom or the dad in this one, they go after the brother. brother, So, um, anyway, sorry, my necklace is being barely noisy. Uh I'm going to take it off. Um, so there's that like brotherly love and just, I love how that brother like encourages him to use his gift for good. And then, um, this group of college friends of his big brother kind of come around him and like continue the love. That's yeah. kind of what I was going to ask you is, isn't it about older kids? Like you said, he graduated when he was 13. So these are like teenagers and college age students that it's about. Basically. Yes. So there's that, right? So you talk about right. older kids stuff, but they're really silly older kids yeah. and they're sweet and they're not like, they're not doing anything that you would think college kids would be doing. Right. And it more presents college as like this place where you can like make your dreams come true and like do big things in the world and create really cool things. And so each of those college kids has their own interest with science. And so they, you know, if you have a kid that loves science, which I have a couple of those, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a good, like, 
you can be awesome and love science. <laughs> yeah. You know? Science. Yeah. 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 And, but the, the, the twist is that Hero has a lot of anger and he's mm-hmm. trying to get revenge on the bad guy yeah. who he thinks caused his brother's death. And so he's using all of his brilliance to like get back at that guy. Right. And his friends are going to help him, but they don't realize he really just wants to get rid of that guy. Like, um, so it kind of deals with the whole topic of revenge too. Yeah, that's good. Will that heal you? Will that make you feel better? Will your grief be healed if you get revenge? Right. And so that, um, that lesson is over the whole thing too, even with the bad guy realizing that he's being bad because he's, he lost someone. That was right. special to him. So, of course, there's of always course. the bad guy can never just be bad. Yes, he's got his own reason. Hurt him. He, the hurt people hurt people, which we do talk about with my boys a lot. When they have yeah. like a bully or someone say something mean, I'm like, you know what? He could have had a hurt or he's upset about something. So, hurt people hurt people. I know. I've um, had to have that conversation with my kindergartner. Somebody yeah. at school yeah. told him, You're not my friend. And yeah. I said, You know, I know some stuff about his family, bud. And you, you're just going to have to be his friend no matter what. You yeah. know, even if he says he's not your friend, he really is. And you're just going to have to love him. Yeah. But, and yeah, and that's Hero does. Like, Hero sacrifices himself mm-hmm. to help the bad guy at the end. Hey, cool. And yeah. that kind of show him, you know what? This revenge thing is not going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm going to, like, make things right for you. Yeah. And the bad guy still goes to jail. Like, it's not like, oh, that's oh good... everything's right and he has and no friends. consequences. Right. No, he does. Um and one character I haven't mentioned at all is that big white fluffy guy. Oh yeah, like, who is this guy? <laughs> so that's like what Hero's big brother invented oh, is okay. this um, Baymax, who's your personal healthcare provider, and he is like my favorite. Uh-oh. Like he's so sweet, <laughs> he's so cute, he's so innocent. He just wants to help people. He's motivated by he recognizes that Hero's grieving, and so he's like researching grief and how to help him get through it. So it's good. Like there's so many people hurting these days and going mm-hmm. through grief and it's good to have that conversation come out too yeah. like no, how I mean, do we I, love people through that so that, that's very true yeah that's, and, and that's a hard conversation to have you can't just you have to wait until someone dies before yeah. you it and you don't want you know you don't want to yeah. have that yeah have you don't but like we know all these people even friends you know their grandparents you know my kids friends grandparents are passing away you know so they're getting touched by grief. And so, you know, how do we be a good friend? And, mm-hmm. you know, they might be sad and what, you know, anyway. So I think that's great. Um, as far as bad stuff, that Baymax character brings up puberty once, like he's scanning Hero and notices his hormone levels oh. or and like mood swings. And he's like, you're going through puberty, which means you may, you will be getting hair on your, in your armpits, your chest and your, and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he stops them, right? Oh, no. Right? So, but I don't did think... Did your kids pick up on it? I don't think they did. They, yeah. I think my oldest son saw me writing the um, <laughs> review on my blog, and I put that in. He was like, I, and I said puberty on the... I was typing it, and he was reading over my shoulder, and he's like, well, what's that? Why shouldn't I know about that? And I'm like, no, you should. Like, it's... A, and then I'm like stumbling. I'm like, it's a real thing, and we should talk about it, but like, maybe your parents should, and not a Baymax character on t- a movie. So just know that that... It's just in so fast and passing, yeah. but... Right. Um, so nothing else? That's... That's violent. It's just it's violent. Really, it's I think, oh, the bad guy, he wears a kabuki mask. Oh, yeah. Which is so. kind of terrifying, and he's kind of got this presence of being terrifying. Like, there are these little microbots that he uses to, like, 
anyway, that's a whole another conversation. The microbots is a whole con- fun conversation. It's what Hero invented, but he uses them and he's like kind of scary. He's chasing after them a lot. And so um, I think that it could cause nightmares in some kids if they're sensitive to that right. piece. My boys did not have any nightmares. They did not complain about that at all. And the other element is the teamwork element of all those college students with um, Hero. Mm -hmm. And and there's two scenes where they're fighting the bad guy. One, they do not have a plan and they do not work together. Mm -hmm. And it like all falls apart. Right. Even, Even they don't even realize what Hero's goal is. And so it all just falls apart. And the bad guy gets away. And then the second time they work together and they even say they're all stuck. And Hero advises them, you know what? You need to look at your problem differently. Like use your brain. You have a brain, use it and work and think your way out of the problem. And I think that's really good for our generation of kids to hear. Like problem solve. Your parents are going to fix it for you. Like use your brain. (laughs) Like. Absolutely. I, I think that know. that's a really I, good thing that I, I like. And not going on your feelings so much. Like you feel yes. like, oh, I can't find this thing or I can't do this. So and so like seriously, yeah. stop. Okay. Like if you, anyway, yes. Think about that how is you big for get, our family right yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Think about how you could get out of this situation. And each of those people in the group figures out a way to, to get out of the problem. So. Yeah, that's good. And the very last thing is the sacrifice sacrificial love too is in this movie um of baymax sacrificing himself and so Mm -hmm. yeah i totally want to see it i um it's hard on those because it seems like a boy movie and if there's a lot of fighting like yeah like my daughter is not into it if she could watch it like we think we've talked about this before if she could watch it at home with the lights on yeah i think she'll probably be better but like going to the movie theater and not knowing what it's about would cause a little anxiety for her yes and Um, there's a lot of surprises quote-unquote that i didn't want to spoil about who the bad guy is and yeah different things that are surprises and so you know you don't know that the big brother's gonna pass away yeah, yeah you might yeah. get attached to him and then he's gone so right for kids that's like wait i just liked him and now right. he's gone that's right. i feel that so yeah and i think for girls there's two girl of the college students there's two gals who are you know one's the super sweet girl and one is um super like hardcore sporty yeah. so i think that Girls could identify with those characters. Yeah, but, yeah. Because um, when I saw the previews, I just – I couldn't understand, like, yes. what the audience was or who it was for. Like, because yes. not that it seemed like an adult cartoon. I don't mean that in an adult no. way. You know what I mean? Just no. Like a, it was very confusing. It was hard to tell. I couldn't yeah. tell what it was. Yeah. But it's very funny. Baymax is very funny. Yeah. And you're kind of rooting for him, and you're really happy at the end. You leave, like, so happy. Like, it just – everything seems made right. Well, we might and, have to go see that on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Or, you, you know, like you said, I mean, when it comes out, it would be a good movie to see at home if your kids get yeah. scared. Because I think all yeah. that scary part would go away in a Yeah, no, right. Setting. Definitely. All right, Sister Chick. I yeah. Think, I think we done talked. I think we did. I, mean, I, that I, was I liked all of it. Yeah. I and um, hopefully, since we're getting into Thanksgiving and Christmas, some other good movies will be coming out, and I'm sure we'll be seeing some more. I just saw the preview today for the new Cinderella, the oh, Disney yeah? live-action one. Oh. I am I may have had tears in my eyes. It looks really, really Oh. That, they huh. show the whole movie. I mean, they show the whole movie in the preview. But yeah, I already right. know the whole story. I do know the story of Cinderella. <laughs> so <laughs> It wasn't a spoiler. But it looks spoiler. so good. I'm so yeah. excited about it. Oh, fun. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Yay. All right. Well, you you, guys have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. All right. Adios. Bye. Bye.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.